Welcome to the Writing to Get Business podcast, where you'll get tips to expand your writing skills. Every week, you'll hear tips and strategies to support your writing. Pat Iyer is your show hostess, a ghostwriter, editor, and author who has written 48 books. Sit back, relax, and listen. Here's your hostess, Pat Iyer. Hi, this is Pat Iyer with Writing to Get Business, and I have with me today Christine Grant, who I met during a public relations seminar slash virtual meeting a few months back. And when Christine explained her business, I was intrigued, and I wanted to bring her on the show so that she could explain how she uses her writing skills in a unique way, and then to also talk about her books. Welcome to the show, Christine. Hi, Pat. I'm so happy to be here. Let's just dive right in, in terms of what you do for people who need things written. And I'd love for you to describe for our listener or our viewer on our YouTube channel at patire.com what it is you do. Well, I have a very novel approach. It's not to... It's not to be said that it has never been done before. In fact, there was a, a character written about Cyrano de Bergerac. There was also a, um, a film called Her, and a futuristic film that won an Academy Award in 2012. And the message around that is sometimes we are stuck or we have difficulty in mending or enhancing our relationship challenges. And when I say relationship, any sort of dynamic, not just within the area of romance, but we are humans and we have connections to our children, to our friends, to our coworkers, um, all of that. So whatever the, to blended families, even if you're going through a divorce. At any rate, what I do, what I offer, is really a wonderful way of helping people to find the words that they really want to say, not coming from ego, not uh, uh, letting the nervous system rule. You know, if you're in on the defensive or you're in shock or you feel, you know, frustrated or overwhelmed. And then we're too close to the situation and the compassion and the, um, the higher, higher thinking and the heart are shaded by fear and stress and nervousness. So, um, or some people, for example, I've, I've written, I wrote a Valentine poem from a wife to her husband. They'd had a very difficult road and they knew each other since they were children. And uh, their moms were best friends and they happened to get married. Each of them had been married before but they had a rocky, rocky road and they had overcome so much. And so the wife was so proud of their relationship. She asked me to write a Valentine poem to her husband and I did. And as I'm writing it, tears were coming down my cheeks and I'm not involved. I'm just very empathetic. And she loved the poem so much. She had it engraved and gave it mm. to him for Valentine's day. Yeah. So, so I'm a word person. Um, I'll just throw this in. I'm also uh, creating an album with all the different love songs that I've written over the years. And I'm the singer, the songwriter, and I'm producing it with the Brothers Corin. 
They're wonderful musicians. They're originally from Australia and they've toured with Coldplay and Pink and Rod Stewart and Journey. And I'm very, very proud. Uh, in about a week or so, I'm going to be completing the last five songs. It's going to be a 10 song album. So that's another cool thing, but it's words. You know, where would, apart from all of the other creatures on the planet, we have the ability to speak and connect our heart to um, whatever our perceptions are, to negotiate. And isn't it sad today that we're in such a conundrum that the words have gotten diverse, contrasted, I do feel and I pray that we will merge and, 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 and purify and move forward on a high, much higher plane. But sometimes I think the sludge has to come up and be, you know, seen, kind of faced in the light and then exercised out. So we're in that kind of difficult time right now. But it's also a time where families are home for the first time, not so much at the office. And it's for many people, they spent more time at their job than they did at home. And when they got home, it was dinner and off to bed. So now we have families that are dealing with one another. It's interesting getting to know one another. I just saw a headline that the prediction is that as many as two thirds of the workforce who worked in offices are not going to return. Yeah. So isn't that a paradigm shift on the way we roll mm. business-wise? And is it a bad thing? Maybe not. Think about it. Ecologically, you know, it's kind of nice to be able to drive somewhere without being in a traffic jam. Um, it's, 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 you don't have to pay for, I mean, I was able to lower my car payments or my, excuse me, my insurance payments because I'm not driving my car very often. Yep. Um, so it's, it's a, an easier way. It takes um, every transition, I would say, does take some time to really discover and reorganize how our world goes. But uh, very interesting times. I think there may be some positive attributes for sure that come out of this for that pause, for this pause that we're in right now. There certainly have been phenomenal changes. I know when we were talking beforehand, you were describing that you weren't writing only love letters, but there were other types of letters that people hire you to write. What are some of the categories that are the most popular? Okay. So I first want to just, I'll hold up my book because if anyone's interested, it's called Relationship, How to Write the Words You Really Want to Say. I'm so fortunate I got amazing endorsements from luminaries like John Gray, Catherine Woodward Thomas, uh, Ariel Ford, Dr. Christiane Northrup. I mean, it was just uncanny. Uh, but in this book, it's written in the, along the same format as a chicken soup for the soul, so people can actually see letters, the predicament or the story behind it, and the aftermath, and of course, my pearls of wisdom in between. So. The book is categorized per chapter to the different sort of letter themes. For example, we start out with singles looking for love. Mm -hmm. So that could be um, uh, letters for uh, enticement when you're dating someone, gratitude, 
or the classic breakup letter where you can actually you find out, well, this person may not be right for me, but rather than end a relationship where you're emotionally still carrying baggage, you can drop off the bag and in good grace and with and respect and compassion even leave that relationship. So that's one area. Then we go into, I call it reheating the souffle <laughs> in, in a partnership or a marriage where things may have gotten a little dull or there's been old resentments that haven't ever been resolved. And so it's bringing love back into, it's you know juicing up that relationship, having that appreciation and, um, and even the romance. Uh, then we have uh, the, a chapter on divorce you know, extricating yourself from a marriage, again, does that mean that you uh, align with um, uh, trying to talk the children and friends out of, you know, appreciating your former spouse or partner? No. So it's co-parenting after divorce. It's a very popular topic because the kids end up, again, it's sort of ego-based, but they end up suffering for the parents' conflicts. So there, so there's been wonderful stories and letters about getting that together. Then we move to blended families, sifting through the pain of the blended family, where there again is often resentment, jealousy, um, suspicion even about new people coming into the family, step-siblings, stepmom or dad, etc. I also write about uh, friendship fallouts. Um, and also, uh, one of my bigger letter calls, these are very important letters, is and can be very challenging. And it's sort of un hidden under the carpet. We don't talk about it in our society, per se, but there seems to be quite a lot of what, what is called family estrangement. So, for instance, there's a fallout between a loved one, a family member, or an old friend, that hasn't been resolved and, and the people have been disconnected, not weeks, not months, not years, decades. I've helped one mother who had not seen her three sons in 16 years. She's living with one of them now. A father had not seen his daughter in 30 years. She flew out of state to be with him, to meet him again. Uh, and so, there, so that can be very challenging, but wow, what bricks to get off your, your back or your shoulders when you can, can write a letter that, or, or send a letter that really conveys what's in your heart. I, when we talk about my ghost writing, it's not me taking over and telling you how to run your life and this is what you're going to say. I am very intuitive. I tap into, I call it your higher self. I, I coin it this way. It's your heart, my words. So I'm the creative with the words, and, the, and I have a way of kind of creating that harmony and meaningful correspondence. Um, the other area that I uh, help people with are eulogies. And because that is the final word, and often people are so upset they cannot, uh, they can't ground themselves enough to write something that that they would be that really speaks about their um, relationship with the person that has passed on. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, I'll give you a cute story. I had a, a woman, I had written a letter from her to her husband to resolve some marital issues and it went over very well. Six months later, the husband, uh, his father, it was actually his stepfather, suddenly passed away. And uh, the husband was very close to the stepfather because his natural father had passed away when he was very little, like two or three years old. So he never knew him. And Gary, the stepfather, was his hero. He emulated this man. So he said to his wife, we've got to uh, get on the plane and we got to go and we got to go to Las Vegas and, and uh, you know, the family's coming and I'm a wreck and help me out here. I, I need to have something I can share, uh, some type of eulogy or for the, um, for the wake or what have you. <clears throat> so the wife calls me up and she said, uh, I really need your help. And I said, no problem. And she said, I said, when do you need it? She said, we're leaving in 15 minutes. Oh. Okay, then. I said, no problem. Let's, so I interviewed her for five minutes. I do not have a template when I interview people. I, I admit I have some questions that are common, but everyone is different. And so I interviewed her for about five minutes. Ten minutes later, she had the eulogy. She called me from the airport a few hours later to say her husband was in tears because he said, I don't remember ever telling you this, but Gary... Gary used to sing Johnny Cash songs in the shower and you've written it in the eulogy. I saw the man in the shower. I saw cowboy boots outside. I, did, I, I had a five minute interview with her and I just, hmm. and I didn't have time to really edit it. So I just threw it out there. And, she, and so the husband said, oh my God, when I see this, it brings back a flood of childhood memories. He couldn't stop crying. It was just such it was very, very deep for him. So um, another woman who came from a very large family of 15 in their, in their work ethic family, they were Christians, they were farmers, and they, it was all about duty, responsibility, family identity, and work. They never said the words, I love you. It just wasn't in their, in their conversation. And so one of her older sisters, who was sort of a quasi-mom as she grew up, was dying. She had fourth stage cancer. She lived in Colorado. And this woman called me up and she said, I, I don't want my sister Rosie to pass without letting her know I love her. And every time I'm on the phone with her, I want to say it, but I get a lump in my chest. It moves up into my throat. I cannot spit it out. And then I'm a wreck. I'm up all night tossing and turning and, and wondering, how, how can I get this message to her? I must tell her. And I, 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 you know, so I wrote her. I said, are you going to see your sister? She said, yeah, I'm flying to Colorado. So I said, get a card. She said, I already have a card. It was a sparkling rose, blank card. I said, perfect. So I wrote her message to her sister. And I said, go have a sister's day, you know, reflexology, whatever, chill, have a fabulous, relaxing time with your sister. So she goes back there. She meets with the sister. She calls me a month later and said, well, Rosie just passed a few days ago. And a week before she passed, she called me. I didn't have the nerve to give her the letter while I was visiting so I just shoved it in her hand as I was heading out the door to the airport. 
And Rosie said, that letter meant the world to me. Tell me, sister, how do I tell the rest of the family that I love them before I go? So these letters, I'm not even going to, I take credit for being the, the, the conduit, but I really feel that there is divine intervention that occurs because I've been able to help people with just so, so much uh, that they're carrying and, and I'm able to help them express it. I also help people in the world of business. It's not as prevalent. I mostly get asked for interpersonal messages, but increasingly I'm having people ask me to help them out with business relationships because it's just like a family system when you think about it. Uh, who's playing mom and dad and who are the kids and who's the baby and, and uh, who's the jealous one or who's the competitor or, or uh, who got their feelings hurt. And uh, so that's another realm that I help out with. But, but uh, it really, I can help people with their dating profiles, text messaging, anything that has words. That's my thing. So. And what is your background, Christine, to be able okay. to provide these skills? Okay, great. Uh, I was a marriage and family therapist for 20 some years. And I also was a school psychologist. I've also written programs for children, self-empowerment. Uh, repurposing those soon, actually. Um, so when I started writing letters and it came out just sort of serendipitously, I had a neighbor who was dating a, uh, an attorney and she was a single mom. Her children were nearly grown and she really wanted to have love in her life and she really wanted to be married again. And she was so excited about this guy. She said, oh, he's a great catch. He's He's so sweet, he's generous, and he's really just a darling person, but I keep waiting for the chemistry to show up. And we've been dating, we've gone out on four or five dates, it's not showing up, but I think of him as like a brother, a friend, and I don't want to dismiss him, I wanna keep him as a friend. I said, well, okay, you've gotta be truthful. I mean, really, you wouldn't wanna be led down a primrose path. She said, well, Honestly, I suck at telling people with how I really feel without embarrassing myself and risking hurting their feelings. I said, okay, well then how about you give them a card and you write, you know, just some, how you feel about it. And before you leave the date, you just say, you know, uh, Joe, I've been thinking about you and, and how, how lucky I am to have you in my life. And I just thought I would share some of my feelings. And I think it's better if I just do it in writing. And she said, yeah, I could do that. Okay. So she goes and she writes this note. She shows it to me. I read it and I tore it up in front of her. I said, this is disgusting because it's a lie. And she's, <laughs> it was one of those, it's, it's me, not you notes. First, she said, I'm terrible at relationships. I'm not interested in a relationship. You deserve someone better than me. And I was like, ah. So I just quickly wrote a note. She read it and said, oh my God, that's perfect. She gave it to him. And this was back in 2004, okay? So this is how long this, this goes back that I started doing this. 
And it was such a success that not only did they remain friends, but she had a legal matter that came up down the road and he did everything for free. All her filings, all of it, everything. So with that, she started asking me over the years for more letters and her friends were calling me and people were calling me from the East Coast. I'm in California saying, hey, I just got off a cruise and I met somebody that says you write letters. I really need your help. So that's kind of how it all started. And um, it's, and I love doing it. It is out of the box. It is not therapy. So I, I'm not a therapist anymore. I don't, I like this. <laughs> so, yeah. And when you wrote your book, you went through the different types of letters that you write are, do you have examples in the book or do you talk yeah. about the principles behind it or, or what is all, the content of the book? Okay. Thank you so much, Pat. Yeah, it is. Uh, like I said, all those themes are in chapters. It's, it's a heavy duty book. It's over 360 pages, but it, uh, I have one chapter dedicated to helping the reader to learn the art of writing their own compelling messages. And that's, I have a step-by-step -step process in there. And, and some of it is a mindset. So in other words, moving you, not looking through the situation through a microscope, moving you to a mountaintop where you can take, you can view all actors in your theatrical situation and, um, and really develop a different uh, perspective and consider and or I should say, and or consider a different perspective. But there's many, many steps to how to write an effective letter. Um, the, and then, yes, all, this is, it's a fun book. You know, most self-help books cater to women. Uh, I have about 50% clientele that are male. And the men that write, read my book, they've confessed that they've been in tears because they're real stories and they have, they carry universal lessons and, and issues that are common. And when we have a problem, we think, gee, I'm the only person that really feels like this or no one understands me. When you read the book, you go, wow, I'm actually, uh, I, I relate to that or gee, uh, I didn't have that rock in the road to deal with, <laughs> but yes. So it is the predicament, the story, why someone comes to me. It's the letter that I write for them that's conveyed. And it's the aftermath in between that, my pearls of wisdom, the big aha moment. What did we learn from this? So it's not a preachy book. It's, it's sort of, it's entertaining. It's the kind of book that you could put down and pick up again um, and, and or use it for different chapters pertaining to whatever might interest you. That's basically it. Yeah, so. All right, and you are writing another book in the remaining couple of minutes. Tell our listener about the new book that you're working on. Okay, so my new book is called Shock and Awe. It's uh, learn the unshakable truth of self-empowerment no matter what. And in this book, I'm going to be sharing some of the many thrilling, if not nail-biting stories uh, that involve my journey in this lifetime 
that for many people would bring them to their knees, if not their grave. And, and I'm true, truthful when I say that. I've had uh, my life threatened many times, and people would say, gee, you must have a lot of karma. And I'd say, <laughs> well, tell that to Jesus Christ, because <laughs> I think I've gone through travails in my life that I have gleaned a much deeper understanding, and I wish to help the reader to, um, to lift their, their load. And, and traumas that occur, it doesn't mean you have to carry that with you. We, you can, you can actually truly let go of it and lighten your um, experience. You know, traumas sometimes can be people that live through terrible traumas. It can affect them for the rest of their life. Their ner nervous system is shot, all of that. I try to inspire a different way, a much different way where you're not self-injuring yourself by living a traumatic, um, overwrought nervous system kind of life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tell our listener how they can find out more about you and your book and the services that you offer. Okay. So again, my, my services is for people that are looking, looking for love. They hire me to finally find some emotional relief. Um, and a lot of us are fatigued by our relationship dilemmas. My website is Christine Grant, and that's Christine with a K, K-R-I-S-T-I-N-E, I do offer a free downloadable ebook that walks you through some of the highlights for writing your compelling letter. And it's called, um, God, I always forget the name. I didn't, <laughs> my VA put it. It's um, a gift to heal your heart. Yes, that is the name of it. Um, so, uh, so let's see. So what else can I share? Um, oh, my book, Relationship. <laughs> How to write the words you really want to say can be found on my website or Amazon. And I will be repurposing my BFF, Be Friendship Focused, um, a self-empowerment guide for children. And I'll tell you, I've been working with severely emotionally disturbed teenagers over the last six months, and uh, I'm helping them not to dwell on their emotional issues, but rather get out of their box and perform random acts of kindness for others. So, um, so along with the book, my daughter, who was terribly bullied in middle school, we created the uh, A to Z uh, power cards with her paintings and my paintings on them. And each one has a different, um, you know, like, like uh, this one is open, you know, with the butterflies. And then on the back, it's being willing to listen and share with others, being clear and open to new friendships. This is the kind of thing that with children, they're sometimes reticent to, to talk, but if they choose like an oracle, they can choose a card and it opens a conversation where they can start building a new meaning, their character, and, uh, and find some peace. Yeah. Christine, I know we have just scratched the surface in terms of what we could talk about today. You've got all of these interesting areas of knowledge and skills that 
set you apart, build on your understanding of how people function as a psychologist, and you've applied it to a unique way of helping other people, which is it's just fascinating to me. Pat, I just, I'm so grateful. I really am because I think living our joy and our passion is a gift. And uh, it really is my, my joy to help others and to help others to find a way to find that emotional relief. You know, it's all about love. We're in such trying times right now. And, um, you know, there's something that's out of the Bible. It says, love your enemy. And there's some truth to, there is truth to that. Because when we don't, when we hold anger and resentment and or jealousy or any of that negative thought form or feeling, it's a disservice to us. So keep your heart clear, keep it open. Let's come together as humanity. And I hope that uh, sooner than later, we'll find a, bread, a bridge, excuse me, over these troubled waters on our planet. Thank you, Christine. I appreciate you being on the show. And I appreciate, I appreciate you it. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you to you, our listener who is listening to this on the audio channels or watching it on my YouTube channel, patire.com. You've heard Christine Grant talk about her unusual business of being a ghostwriter for a variety of letters. Be sure to come back next week for a new show, or if you are binge listening, queue up the next show in the line, and thank you for being part of this show. Hi, this is Pat Iyer with Jennifer Fonderay, who has written a book about an unusual aspect of business transitions, some that, an aspect that can affect you personally as an employee, or can affect you as an employer or as a consultant. Jennifer, what is your book about and what is the listener of this podcast going to get from your show? So the book is about surviving mergers and acquisitions. Uh, I wrote the book as a survivor of three multi-billion dollar acquisitions. And so the first half, thanks to your fabulous questions, Pat, the first half of our discussion focuses on the book, what someone would get from the book. Uh, and we highlight that you don't have to be in a merger and acquisition to experience a lot of the things that I highlight in my book. Um, you can be going through a business transformation, change in leadership to experience stages of grief and personality changes that you might encounter um, and that was really the first half of our discussion, which I enjoyed immensely. And then the second half, we got into my book writing journey, why I chose to write a book, um, the process I went through um, from determining whether I would go with a big publisher or self-publish, and then the, the format, uh, and then how I marketed the book. We talked a little bit about that as well. So I loved our discussion because I think you got in deep on the book material, but as well, we talked about what it means to to write a book for your business and and how the mission that i was on to write a book how i then turned that into a business and leverage my book to help my business grow um, so really thank you again for having me thank you jennifer and be sure to listen to jennifer fonderay's podcast in which she shares insights about the tumultuous world of mergers and acquisitions or changes in ceos and executive teams and how her book has expanded her horizons and brought her new opportunities. Thank you, Jennifer. Thank you again.
We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Check out Pat Iyer's resources for legal nurse consultants on LegalNurseBusiness.com. Pat coaches legal nurse consultants so they make more money, get more clients, and avoid expensive mistakes. Check out her coaching program at LNCAcademy.com. Please subscribe to our podcast and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Join our community to get notified of each new episode and to receive the transcript of today's program. Complete the request form on podcast.legalnursebusiness.com. We appreciate you and your interest. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.